Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Dominic Rubino, host of a podcast, business coach, contractors, and trade professionals are the people he desires to work with and helps change lives for. So Dominic's focus is on the business turnaround, specifically time. Team, money, systems, operations, sales and marketing, all the things that as business owners we love, right? Dominic, yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. I'm I'm actually excited to be here because I've really appreciated the process of getting to know you before we even hit record. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to have you here and to to dive in with you. So can you just expand a bit more on where are you with your business today and who is it that you love to work with? Well, actually, if you don't mind, I'll start with the people I love to work with because that's who we're here to serve. So I'm in the business of the construction business. And what I do is I show business owners how to make the most out of their company. And uh, you already mentioned it there, but I'm a turnaround. You know, every business coach has their specialty. I'm a turnaround specialist. So I show business owners who are running a business how to Mm. fix their business while they're running it. Because you can't shut it down and make a bunch of changes and then reopen it on Tuesday. You have to make gradual changes that are impactful. So that's what I do. With the introduction of this to to your clients, what do you find like time and time again is the one thing that's you know, traditionally the area that they need the awareness of, what they need to be, mm. what to see, or the first hurdle, the first barrier that's like, yeah, they have to overcome this. What's that? Uh, that that's actually a, that's a really well-phrased question. So the reason people talk to me first it varies. There's generally some themes. But what Mm -hmm. lies behind that is I don't know where to start. So let me hit the themes first, and then we'll come to I don't know where to start. So the themes that people talk to me about are time, time management, Mm. team, which is really common for all of us. It's hard to find enough good people right now. So you've got time, you've got team, you've got money. Nobody comes to me because they want to lose more money faster. They want to make more money quicker, right? It's time, team, money, Uh, growth strategy or exit strategy, and then marketing and sales. So mm. they they have an awareness already. The people that work with me are already top performers in whatever trade they're in. and But they've said to themselves, I want more, I want different. Right? But they're stuck on where do I start? And they think I need to start by doing this and doing that. And I want to slow them down and say, I agree, but mm. we have to do the right things in the right order. And it really comes down to mindset. So with that, that hustle mentality with the the action we all want to take action we all want to do the thing i mean your yeah. clients have got to a certain level by 
certain traits, certain patterns, certain ways of working, their beliefs, their stories, their promises. Hard workers. They will outwork anybody all day long. And I always come back down to, cool, at what cost? There's a level where this is like, okay, now you're going into the red. There's a place where this has got so far, but what's needed for the the next level, the next place, the next mission? Yeah. So how do you manage these these beliefs, these traits that, that that are good, that have served them so well, but at this point, <laughs> it's, it's it's actually doing more harm than good. Wow, there's so many ways I could take that. The, I think there's a value in perspective in stepping outside of yourself and looking back in. If I was going to mm -hmm. be all business coachy and economisty, I would say we need to draw that line between being the owner of the company and the shareholder of the company. I do a lot of the work that I do on helping business owners change their understanding that you can be an employee and not a shareholder. You can be a shareholder, not an employee. I think one of your guests actually talked about that from moving CEO to shareholder, right? Mm. But there's a better visual. Let me give you a visual that we can all understand. You know, when you watch the Olympics every four years and some big guy from Bratislava gets up there and he's going to lift that weight over his head. It's a ridiculous, like it looks like a circus weights, right? He's of course wearing a singlet, which does not fit. We all know that right? big belly. But he's going he's gonna to pick up that weight and he's going to put it over his head. Mm -hmm. That's the business owner. They're going to do this clean and snatch or whatever the move is. And they've already done that through their own hard work and sheer determination, maybe risking their back, their knees, their neck, their legs. They're going to lift that business up over their head, just like that weightlifter from Bratislava or wherever, right? And at some point, they've got that weight up over their head and they're holding this business. And they're like, I did it. I did it. I got the business up here but you start to get tired. And so what happens is you start to waver, right? And you're moving back and forth and good old business coach comes along and says, you know, we can build a rack for that. Why don't you put it on the rack for a second and then let's step back and have a look at the business you've built. You know, the gap, you've probably heard the saying, the gap versus the gain, like mm -hmm. measure the results that you've had as, as a, a path on the process, right? And so what I do as a coach is if we keep using that visual of this big beer bellied, looks like a beer bellied guy, but he's solid muscle from Bratislava, is we just step back and look at the business and go, you know what? You're right. That rack helped. That's a simple system. A rack is a simple system. Now, two people looking at a problem together are bound to try and solve that problem. And the owner will eventually look at me and go, you know, I bet you we can get that higher. And I'll say, no, can we? What could we do to get that rack higher? but it's not on the back of the business owner. And that's where simple systems come in. Mm. And there is so much in that with platform systems, the people. So all these, these elements, what do you find is the, the one, the one element that may be the, the toughest for all the business owners that you've known to sort of either release control of or allow more of what's, mm. What's the aspect? I wish I could say it was one thing, but it, it it actually goes back to the the burning desire inside of a business owner to outwork anybody else in the world. Literally mm. will outwork anybody else. But it also goes along with the saying of madly off in all directions. Being busy is not being smart or being efficient. And so what I what I really focus on, even in my own businesses, by the way, Mark, is um you have to have a strategic plan. Like what's the plan? What are we working towards? And, and I know this sounds trite and people have heard this before, but you got if you've heard this before, please understand there's a reason you've heard this before because it works. 
We need a strategic plan and then we need milestones to the plan. And you, then you just work towards those milestones and eventually you'll get there. Mm. So looking at this from obviously all this knowledge and principles and experience that you've, you've gained and you share and you help other people with saying how other people can do it. Sharing mm. all this is one thing, but I want to make this real. Can we bring this into, into, into your business? Let's talk about us. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about, okay. okay. So even with, even with this wealth of knowledge and businesses that you've built and sold and empires that you've helped to create. Yeah. Where is it that you still find yourself having to put the work in still find yourself? Ah, oh, damn it. I, I'm still doing this. I'm, caught I'm not doing what act. I, yeah, I'm not doing what I'm, yeah. uh, yeah. What's that like for you personally? Yeah. Well, you're going to make me feel a little bit like a doctor who still smokes cigarettes right now, <laughs> but it's a, it's a fair question. So I'm, you know, I'm in, in startup mode again, because I, as you've said, I've started and built and sold a couple of multinational companies and uh -huh. both of them have started from scratch, right? It's from zero. And then I've built them and sold them. But here I am again, I've got two podcasts and mm -hmm. those podcasts are both in the construction and trade space, which I love, but it's a path. It's a process. I'm not where I want to be in those businesses. Mm. So right now, the, the, one of the things I'm working on is discipline. Um, I would say delegation. I, and, and, so really top of mind because it was a meeting yesterday is people and maybe partners uh, people are partners is a better way to say it because we've got mm. now i've got a couple of key people around me but i need now partners who aren't necessarily working for me but they're the right team to do little sub projects yeah is that too let's, much detail there no let's let's focus on the discipline because i think that's a, that's a core point how huh, how has your discipline changed over your career oh from business to business, from evolution to evolution, from you becoming you know, this, this new level leader, this different person as you've evolved, how has the, the discipline changed, moved? Yeah, I think I, that's, that's the, uh, so my, I've, I've always had discipline in business because I was trained. I came into business through sales. You know, some people come in through engineering or some people come in through being a technical person. You know, in my industry, they were a tradesperson. They were a cabinet maker. Now they make cabinets. They were a welder. Now they're a welder, a welding, welding business or whatever their construction trade is, a builder. But for me, I came into business through sales and marketing. I was a sales professional with Sprint, the phone company. Mm -hmm. And we were drilled. We were drilled like the Roman army. Like you had to do this and you had to do that. And we had to be very um, abrupt with ourselves about is this a qualified prospect or not and there was no gray area they are or they aren't you have an appointment or you don't and so i've always had that discipline trained into me and i enjoy that i love i i like leading a life of discipline and that you know and yet i still find that i want to apply that here isn't that funny how so well i'll tell you so in the past, I've not only coached construction companies, but I've coached other businesses as well. So I'll go and I'll talk to, let's say, the owner of an accounting firm. And they're like, we want to really turn around this accounting firm. We want to change some things, which I'll respond. Okay, what are the biggest things you need to change? And they'll say, well, don't tell anybody, but our internal accounting practices are really sloppy. And in my mind, I'm thinking, are you kidding me? You're like a nine and a half out of 10 on accounting practices because you're an accountancy, but you think the technical thing that you do is the problem in the business and it's not. It's probably the mindset, the strategy you're going about this, the team you're developing. Right? So mm. 
it, it it's again, it's that big heavy weight on the rack. It's that perspective of stepping back and saying, what's the real issue? And then having the discipline to follow that issue, not the thing that you're most comfortable about chasing. Cool. Okay. So riddle me this. What's your was big that, heavy Was that weight? too much? Was that too yeah, much? That's good. What's your big heavy weight right now? What have you got above your head that you can't see what's happening? What is my big heavy weight right now is... I, we have a strategy, but I don't believe the strategy is completely bolted down. So I believe in the strategy, mm. but it's still fuzzy at the edges. Like we could still see out easily to three months and we could see pretty well to six. No, not six. And I need that strategy to have a really good long, you know, very solid people in place to help me hit that strategy. But there's some mm. gaps at the same time, you know, let me, let me give myself a bit of credit. I've put the people around me in positions where they understand the discipline of we have this meeting on this day. We're going to cover that issue on that day. These are the metrics we need to track. And mm. when we get off of that track, I have the discipline to say, hey, look, we haven't tracked that metric. That's not a good thing because I need those little base pieces to be in place for me to get that six, nine, 12, 24 month. Yeah. Yeah. And has this come through from obviously from your experience, but I guess I want to talk about how what's come through from knowledge and principles yeah. what's come through from the hard work and what is what's driving this from maybe uh i'm gonna call this traumas or things that have happened that like you've seen too much you've seen what can go wrong where's mm. the where, where are the drivers because it can be from a lot of different places what is it like for yeah. you so one of my past business partners embezzled from me. Uh-huh. So why do you think there's a big focus on metrics? How's that for the revealing statement? That's perfect. Because these <laughs> well, <laughs> now it is. Well, it's, obviously, it's not, not a perfect situation. I'll give you that. <laughs> what I've been, let me qualify what I just said. It's beautiful to hear honesty and openness with you. you said it straight away you don't have to think about it it's like okay i can see the the challenge. why am i doing this like it's a see the pain. yeah 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 it's not all about i know what to do it's there is a pain a problem that i do not want to experience again that i'm going to make sure i go around it i need to put these things in place and it's bulge mm -hmm. on the podcast you can't see this but the bulge you're having is going to start to impact other things mm -hmm. so to see what these controllers are and to understand them are what are you trying to avoid? People yeah. sometimes aren't able to build teams because they've been burnt in the past by teams. Therefore, I want to build my business, but I can't do this thing. That's the one thing I need to do because of this past trauma, even with a small T. But these yeah, things, point. they control us. So yeah. these controllers for you, how much of a role do they play and how much do you have the, the mindset to see them, understand them, and still walk towards them. Well, listen, to give you a, a, a large measure of credit until you ask that question. I mean, it's been in the back of my mind, but you asked the right question to draw that out. So there it is. When I, when I look at the systems and processes I put in place, they're a reflection of the things that I lacked in prior businesses that could have done better. Now you yeah. might laugh. You might, I mean, I, one of my prior businesses I built from zero to 120 million in sales when I sold yeah. it. There were problems in that business, which is why I sold it. Those problems happened to revolve around it being a family business and all of the delicate drama that goes into that. 
And then I had another business and, and that, you know, and, and I've had a number of businesses. So, you know, I'm, I'm obviously talking about the, the out of the park, you know, knock it out of the parks, but in each of those instances, I've learned something. And then I realized I don't want to do that again. If I had a mistake, I don't want to have that mistake again. One of the mistakes I made in one of my prior businesses is I didn't listen to my people. You know, to a certain extent, you know, we live in a democracy, but you don't work in one. I, this is what I want to happen. It's going to happen. But I, I had an employee come to me and say, Dom, we're missing something in this department. And you're, you know, you're not paying attention to it. And she, she used to run the mail room for us. And at the time I was shipping about 500,000 packages a year in that particular business. And, uh, and I'm like, well, how much could that be? How much? Well, it was five grand a month in credits, which to some people is going to sound insignificant, except, you know, remember this was many, many years ago and her annual salary or her monthly salary was four grand a month. And I had been ignoring her. So now do I listen to my employees? Absolutely. Do I actively ask them to challenge me on some things? Absolutely. But would I have been the same if I hadn't learned that lesson? Probably not. Mm. Would let my ego get in the way. Yeah. This is the beauty of, huh? experience or bought experience to listen to podcasts like this to have this shared experience of mm. we haven't lived it haven't breathed it we can hear these conversations to get coaches and mentors on okay we've we made these mistakes and we're going to tell you how you don't make them that's kind of the point so sometimes crumb sometimes we have to make these mistakes just like kids kids don't listen to a yeah. damn word you say they yeah. have to make these mistakes on their own we've all done yeah. this we oh, what is the stove, things. Dad? <laughs> exactly. Even as adults, we do this thing. So experiential understanding is super important. Yeah. But actually learning from it and doing something and applying it. So yeah, you're, that's you're, it. Yeah. Your yeah business I shouldn't now be is, learning the same lesson again and again. Yeah. Your business now is a patchwork of huh, it's a patchwork of old mistakes and lessons learned. And that's a beautiful thing, right? Yeah. I wish I I mean. I wish I hadn't made some of the mistakes I've had, but I guarantee you, even though I think I know what I'm doing and I've been a professional business coach for 23 years, hmm. I'm going to, I'm in the middle of a mistake right now. I don't even know about. And, and actually, if you don't mind me saying this, one of the things that I have to change on the mindset side, being a business owner, it's hmm. my job to find bottlenecks and go fix them. Not to go oh, another bottleneck. No, I should be going, Hey, there's a bottleneck. Let's go attack it bottlenecks in my business are like bullies on the schoolyard. You start to approach them and they start to back away. Mm. Let's just focus on that for a second, because this, these next level challenges, I think they're beautiful. It's mm. we, wherever you are right now in your business, mm. the, the next level challenge, those things that are, those problems that are going to come your way is embrace them, welcome them because you, part of you would kill for those next level problems. Oh, add a zero to my problems and I've got a whole new set of problems. Let's do it. So how do you, if, everyone knows it's, it's a principle. We all know this, you know this, but in the moment, in the moment, it can be so hard to take it. So what do you do from your experience to be able to understand these principles? And then when they reveal themselves, because we're, we're humans with neurochemicals and a nervous mm. system and all these good things that that kind of mess things up at times. What's your go-tos to keep you on track to bring you back down rather than start to spiral or go off track or lose a little bit of focus? Are we allowed to swear on your show? Hell yes. My boss is a dick. 
and I'm my boss. So can I tell you a little bit about my daily routine? Yeah, if sure. That, sure if that helps give some perspective. So I, I write affirmations daily. And it, it takes me less than a page to write them. They're the same affirmations every day. They change maybe every six months, but generally they're mm -hmm. the same affirmations every day. As I write the affirmations, I write my action items on the page next. What I don't allow myself to do is make excuses. If there's something that has to get dealt with, something has to get dealt with right away. Mm. Uh, one of my old business partners, a gentleman named Brian Tracy, who's a, a very famous author, and he wrote a book called Eat That Frog. And the premise of that is if, look, if you have to eat a frog, eat the frog early. And if you have to eat two frogs, eat the ugly one first. And, and lots of people here have read that book. So that was a very quick summary of an excellent book. But that's what I do is I'm absolutely brutal with myself about the discipline required to get through these things because I'm building mm -hmm. something bigger than myself, which is my company. Yeah. And my boss is a dick. But now you're back to, to, to discipline, to being focused and being, yeah, highly, maybe, maybe it's just discipline. I mean, I, we were joking about offline about you, the simplicity that you crave. By yeah, business, I do crave trying simplicity. Trying to refine it back in. It's mm -hmm. also these these things that we hold for ourselves. And sometimes sometimes we can hold on too tight. The theme of this month so far has been pressure. No matter what industry we talk to our clients that are in, there's pressure. There's things that we put on ourselves. Yeah. Um, it's it can be so it can be too much. And then what happens when there's too much pressure? Ping. Something yeah. goes. Now, this is so interesting. I love companies that you've built the experience that you've been on how you're able to insert yourself and help others to do the same but this pressure but this discipline that you're so focused on of mm. here's what i do and i'm proud of this and i'm super back to your sales days you're drilled yeah. this is what you do there is what did you say there's no gray area it's black and no, white it's black and white you're either doing it or you're not yeah do you mind if i give a quick observation mm, yeah absolutely there is something so beautiful about the being the rebel, be having a rebellious side. You're smirking away. Okay, I can see there's a slight rebellious. No, side. No, no, I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be polite in my listening. I'm wondering where this is going to go. Ooh, then you're going to love this. <laughs> well, you're going to love it or hate it. I'm not sure which one yet. But where you, the, the persona, the values that you have, you told me before you jumped on, you don't swear on podcasts. It's not your brand. Yeah, that's right. You are so disciplined with what you do. Yet you had a cookie. Yeah. There are these little pings that we we often see, and it's it's fun to have that forgiveness and that understanding, but to see this this ping, this slight chink in the armor, that's what makes us human. And this is where, with the pressure, at what point is it too much, and when do you start to see these little little jumps? Yeah, that's an interesting concept. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know the answer, you know, like when do, uh, is breaking discipline good for me? Should I break discipline more? You know, I'm, I'm an extremely creative person, but I crave systems. I crave ah. systems and I crave simplicity because I don't want uncertainty. Mm. Right. And, and I'll tell you the reason as we continue this on, I don't want uncertainty because I'm a dad and a husband and my family does not need uncertainty. My family needs consistency. My kid needs braces. Mm. You can't really avoid that. If she has a face like a set of picket fences, then you got to fix it, right? She doesn't. My daughter's lovely. I hope she doesn't hear this episode. But um, but I have responsibilities. 
Yeah. And those responsibilities go all the way back to my parents came here with nothing. It would be a shame if I didn't make the most of that. People fought in wars so that I had the ability to call whoever I wanted, do a contract with whoever I wanted. It'd mm. be a shame if I didn't make the most of that. That was a big tangent. Well, but think about that's the discipline. Am I going to squander the life that I've been given? I'm super lucky. I won the genetic lottery by being born here. What are you going to do? Come, did Nobody came to this country to say, let's go be mediocre. Let's just go there and be gray people wearing gray suits, doing gray things. No, mm. not it's not for me anyway. It's not going to do it. And I think it comes into, I mean, we can go straight to the basics. Fundamentals here. The basic human needs. Top two, certainty. Second mm. one, variety. They fucking contradict each other. There's the the walking conundrum that is the human experience. Yeah. You crave, you desire, you base your values on discipline and the little fun. The things that come out is the anti-discipline and it's beautiful. It's oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, we, that's true. Yeah. In these moments, we show ourselves, which is this is this is where we can have fun and smirk and laugh our way through being the entrepreneur, the business owner, the stress, the pressure, and also the stupidity that comes with it. It's beautiful. Love it. Yeah. Oh, I'm a goofball. Like my podcast is full of dad jokes, poorly delivered. And I'm proud of it because you, because I need people to open up their minds. Going back to your opening premise, mindset of the business owner is the thing that separates us from others. There's probably other people who can work hard. They choose not to. Mm -hmm. But you, whoever's listening to this show has already self-selected themselves. I mean, think about the math millions of people are available to go to iTunes and listen to a podcast. Let's just say, I don't know your numbers, but thousands chose to listen to the episode or to your show. And only some will take action on anything they've ever heard. But you still have to have that ability to go there and hear the information and choose what you want to take action on and, and merge it together into yourself. Right. And sometimes it's just by hearing it in a different way. Maybe it's a different accent. Maybe it's yeah. two guys just riffing on the same concept, trying to find out how can we, find the right way to describe this current situation it's, it's all those fun and games yeah it's, it's fun what you do i love yeah. this D dominic thank you so much for being here for you know sharing your story and playing along from behind the scenes of what what it's like for you in the moment as you move forward thank you thank so you. much yeah you're welcome and look if people want to find out more about about you and the work that you do where can they find you oh well thank you uh, so i have a podcast as well it's called the profit tool belt podcast um, and it's all for construction and contracting business owners who want to run a business like a business. And do you want, do you want to hear a funny one? I have yeah. a second podcast. It's not very specific. It's called the cabinet maker profit system podcast. How specific is that? But in that mm -hmm. one, I deal with architecture, mill workers, cabinet makers, furniture makers, people in the closet industry. Um, it's a very, it's an interesting industry, completely overlooked. And it, it needs the information that we talk about because there's so many, so many manufacturing jobs here that uh, it's got an important impact. Beautiful. I don't know if you're, you're curious or like, hell yes, that's my jam. Go and check it out. But again, Dominic, thank you so much for being here. It's been it's so much fun. Thank you, Mark. Oh, welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? 
we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.